Welcome to Behavior Buff, a podcast for the active parent. Ty and Hillary Krieger dive into ways to reduce the stress of parenting. They throw in a little fitness chatter, but mainly guide you how to raise kids in a positive light by delivering tangible tools to use right away. Listen from them and guests just like you on how to go from survival mode to feeling in control when it comes to your kids. Three, two, one. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Behavior Buff Podcast. I'm Hillary Krieger, one of the two behind the show, and today I have a very special guest. You all know that Tyler and I own a CrossFit gym, and today's guest is a pretty well-known mom in the worldwide CrossFit community, and her name is Michaela North. She is a mother of four, ages four, six, and one, four, and six twins. Her and her husband, Craig North, have been married for 11 years and live near the mountains of Utah. She has coached and competed in CrossFit for the last nine years as an individual and team athlete at the regional and games level. Her team, the Wasatch Brutes, won the CrossFit Games in 2017, which is pretty freaking rad as she was actually pregnant with her last baby baby while competing. (laughs) She is a certified nutrition coach and has been coaching clients with their nutrition for the last nine years. She loves to help people empower themselves to improve their relationship with food and conquer their goals in regards to health and fitness in a balanced and sustainable way. She also coaches online athletes in strengthening conditioning for brute strength training. You could find her spending time with her family, being active in the mountains, and doing all things food and fitness related. I did want to say that I absolutely love following you, Michaela, on social media under Hungry Fitness. You're just really real when it comes to your body after babies and working out. And additionally, I think your middle son has hilarious <gasps> outfits, oh, especially yeah. His love of those basketball shorts <laughs> with the tall socks, really adorable. <laughs> he is currently wearing that right now. Oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> cute. Um, so now that I just, you know, a couple of our, our listeners, a little bit about you, I just want to know a little bit about your family and then what is a day in the life of parenting those four cuties look like for you? <laughs> Pure chaos. <laughs> no, um, so... Pretty typically, I mean, every day is a little bit different, but pretty typically I try to get up like uh, around five or six now that I have an 18 month old and I'm actually getting sleep at this time in my life again. Um, I can get up early and I get, I have, that's usually when I do most of my nutrition client check-ins, one-on-one check-ins, and then I will work out. We just have a garage gym, so I'll just go downstairs, work out, and then if kids are waking up as I'm doing that, Craig's home and he makes breakfast most days of the week. And then as I finish my workout, we usually all eat breakfast together um, before he leaves. Yeah, which is yeah. It's such a blessing that he's able to, you know, it's been so nice that he has a pretty flexible schedule so he can do that. And he likes to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. So you guys seem to have like a pretty, or you have like a pretty steady routine. He just kind of knows that you get up, you get some work done, you go work out and then the kids open the garage door. Hey mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Pretty Yeah. Usually right in the middle of the Metcon. They have a few questions for me that need to be answered immediately. Um, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So 
And then the mornings are, you know, it's just, it just totally depends. We'll either be going somewhere on an adventure or we'll be running errands, going to the grocery store, or we'll be spending the morning cleaning or, you know, whatever, kind of whatever, just depends on the week and what we have going on. And then my older two, Mason and Zoe, they're twins and they just started kindergarten and they have afternoon kindergarten. So we'll walk them. Our elementary school is just like a block and a half away. So we'll just walk them. Oh my gosh. To school. That's awesome. That's so it's awesome. So fun. <laughs> is your 18 month old, does she, uh, uh, Scotty, does she keep up? Does she walk? No, away? She's in the, she's in the stroller okay. and just loves just checking out all the dogs along the route. Um, <laughs> and then Jack, then the older three will ride their bike. So really we're not walking together. It's like, they have to wait for me at every corner. So there's one, two, three, I don't know, like four corners. And so, you know, so they, cause the first couple days they just took off and I like got to the school and they were already in their class seated down. And so, and so, um, so now they wait for me at every corner and then they go and then me and Scotty catch up. So it's fun and it gets so cold and there's like seven feet of snow here in the winter. So I don't know how long we'll be able to do it, but my goal is to just be able to walk as long as possible because it's so nice to just have a reason to get outside every day and do that. So, uh, yeah, so they go to school and then, um, Jack and I usually just do something together, uh, either a craft or watch a movie or he helps me cook or something in the afternoons. And then that's when Scotty takes her nap every day. So, um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Jack goes to preschool. So those days I usually am trying to get a lot of work done because I don't have any kids for a couple hours. So that's nice. And then after school, it's either, you know, practices, running for practices, making dinner, kids are out playing, Craig gets home, we have dinner together and then do something usually as, you know, it depends kind of same thing what, what we have going on for the week um and then you are just like all of our listeners yeah super busy active mom <laughs> active kids always on the go love it though you seem it's, to embrace it well <laughs> it's yeah well I mean we're at a fun stage and it gets e- easier every year I feel like so uh, but then also more busy like it's it's so crazy I just keep thinking oh we'll be less busy next year but will just be somehow. involved in you know more stuff <laughs> Oh, yes, I know. But it'll be, it's a good it'll busy. Be good. It's a yeah. good crazy. <laughs> so I want to I want to transition here uh, just for a quick second. So there was a story that I had talked about in one of our social media posts that a lot it resonated with a lot of people. And I'm just going to tell that quick story here, and then I want I have a question to ask you at the end. So okay. you were at the CrossFit Games. Your captain. Adrian, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he he was talking about, and I think you guys was it on your podcast, or maybe it was another one that you were explaining. But he was talking about how he told you guys that you love endurance events or something along those lines, and that this is your event to win. Like you guys got this, and he pretty much sold you guys on the fact that a positive mindset that it was impossible for you to even think that you weren't good at them or that you didn't like them. It was almost like he played a mind trick on you, a mind trick on you and it worked. And I really loved using this story as a teaching point with parents that we work with that when you draw focus to the good or the positive without pointing out the bad, your kids start to believe that they are indeed good kids and they are nice and they are great listeners and they can do hard things. So 
how do you use, you know, motivation or mindset in your day-to-day life when it comes to parenting? Like when times get hard, like what is, do you have like a mantra or do you have something that you say to your kids or to yourself when, you know, parenting those four little ones are getting to be a little tricky? Yeah, I think, I mean, with, with the CrossFit games, you know, we experienced that with, as a college track athlete, I experienced that. I remember just having, you know, practices. I would just dread our hard and conditioning days and just be so scared. I wasn't going to make it through the workouts. And I realized early on that the days that I told myself it was going to be an awesome day and I was going to do great were the days I felt really good. And the days that I told myself I was scared and nervous and like the workout was going to be so hard where the days are really struggled mentally and physically. And so I've just kind of learned that throughout my life. And so I think really the main way I try to parent my kids is just to, I think just to model that for them mostly, um, to show them that I, I'm doing things that are hard and it doesn't mean, and you know, they're not easy for me. They're hard for me too, but that's okay. Hard doing hard things is how we grow and how we become better And so I try to model that as much as I can for them through, through workouts. And I also, and then also kind of in things where like, you know, maybe I'm nervous to do something. I'll talk about that. Like, I'm feeling really nervous about this, but I'm going to do it, you know, anyways. And I love that, that you just let them know like, Hey, mom gets nervous too. And mom gets scared too. And this is hard for mom too. And letting them know, like, this is okay to feel these things, but like you can push mm-hmm. through because I push through too. Like that's freaking awesome. <laughs> I mean, like some people, they're like, oh, I can't let my kids know that I have rough times or I can't let my kids see right. them crying or, you know, like I think that that's great. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I try to show them, like I try to talk about my feelings as much as I can and then also show them how I am showing up for things and how, you know, and they, and they obviously they see me working and like pushing my limits and stuff. But I think, you know, they've kind of just are starting to have their first experience with doing hard things. We just, um, I'm kind of co-coaching a little kids cross country team right now. And so they're all signed up for that. Oh my gosh. I wish my kids could come. They would love that. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fun. Yeah. It's ages six to 13. And and then of course, Jack is signed up with the six-year-old, even though he's four. But, um, it's been such a cool opportunity, not just to teach my own kids, but to show other kids that it's okay to feel pain. Like it's, it's okay to be in pain sometimes. And we, we are strong and we can push through that and we're capable of doing hard things. And it's been so cool. And I think, you know, running aside really, I mean, I, I don't think me and Craig are both like sprinter power athletes. I really don't see my kids. I mean, who knows? Never say never, but I don't know that cross country is necessarily in their future per se, but the opportunity to just use this sport as a learning, a learning opportunity for them is, has been so much fun and just such a great way to teach them life lessons about working hard, showing up even when you're nervous and putting in your effort, even doing your best, which might be last place and that's okay. I, I love that. And that was what I wanted to just even talk to you about next. Like just how you hit on that you're showing your kids like hard work is okay. I think that sometimes people, you know, 
they tell their kids, hold on just a sec, like mom's working and they see you working on the computer, they don't really fully understand what you mean by like mom's working or that this is hard work. But when they see you like working out and sweating and breathing hard and, you know, they can physically see what hard work looks like, that is like my mom is working hard. And it's just cognitively, it's just kind of like they can physically see the emotions of hard work. And I just love how you talked about that. That was so awesome. <laughs> it's been fun. It's, it's been fun, you know, to see them push their limits and then to talk about like, what did that feel like for you? And, you know, how did you feel after? And we had to talk after the, so we were, we were out of town for the first week of practice. So we weren't there for all the fun stuff. And so the first day my kids came was the time trial. So they had to run a long, you know, like 800 meter little race on their first day of practice. And it was super hard. And you know, and so we talked about after, after, before and kind of during the warmups, they were sort of telling me like, oh, this is hard. We don't really like running. And then after they finished, I could just see that they all were kind of experiencing that like high and just yeah. feeling of like empowerment that they just did. And so we talked about it and just, I was like, you know, it's a great opportunity to talk about like, that was really hard. And how do you guys feel now? And so yeah. Now, when we have things that seem hard, I just remind them, well, remember what in cross country, you, you do hard things all the time. And, you know, how do you feel after? So you think you want to try this? We're working on that right now with Zoe because they have basketball signups and she, so that's kind of the, we're going through that right now. Exactly. She, she wasn't, she told me she didn't know she wanted to sign up and, and I asked her why thinking she was just going to say it didn't sound like fun. And, um, she said, oh, because I think it'll be hard. And so I asked her, why do, why do you not want to do basketball? And she said, oh, well, because I think it's going to be hard. And, and that like stopped me because it was not the answer I thought she was going to have. And I, you know, just thought about all the times I've really worked with her on that. And so yeah, yeah. I didn't, so at that point I didn't want her to not sign up because she was worried about it being hard, but I also didn't want to force her to do a sport um, that she didn't want to do. So we just talked it over and I talked to her about, you know, what, what made it sound fun. And she talked about the reasons why she thought she would want to do it and then why it sounded hard to her. And she told me, you know, cause of the running and different things like that. And so we talked about, well, how she feels after she does hard things at, at cross country and, you know, other times she's done hard things. And, and she talked about how she feels really good, really good. And so, so we just kind of made the decision to how about we all practice as a family and you can, you know, see how you feel when it's time to sign up and we can go from there. So she's felt really good about that. But I kind of saw that as like a pivotal, I can force her to do this or I can show her that she's strong and capable and we're there to help her when she needs it. Mm -hmm. And hopefully she makes the decision to show up. I feel like at times our kids maybe test us to see if uh -huh. <laughs> that, you know, simple answer of like, I don't want to do it. If we're going to be like, okay, you know, yeah. you know, like <laughs> almost as if like, Oh, am I going to like not have to do it by just saying, I don't want to like, no. And you're like, let's talk about it. Let's go practice. Uh -huh. And then she's like, Oh, I guess I, I guess I got it. I guess I want to do it. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> um, so with your four kids, which I'm sure can get tiring and trying at times, like how do you and your husband work together to kind of create like some sort of balance? I know you talked about it like in the morning time between like work and working out and family time and time just like for yourself. Do you guys have a set schedule or, you know, a babysitter that comes over once a week or how do you guys kind of manage that together? 
That's definitely ebbed and flowed and changed over the years. You know, obviously like that first year postpartum with a new baby, it's way harder to get that time in for any of those categories. And then you kind of get into a good routine and you can trust other people with your kids and those types of things. So I would say, yeah, for work, I, I pretty much prioritize like early mornings, late nights, nap time as my main work times when my kids are sleeping. Um, but sometimes I have things that come up when they're awake and we just have to adjust and that those times usually Craig will, will help and he'll show up and, you know, help and, and that way I can leave to go do things or whatever. And I'm, we're really lucky that he's pretty flexible with his work that he can, you know, swap me and we can kind of tag team things as far as like time together with just the two of us and time for ourselves. We've been pretty good, at least after we hit that, you know, 12 month mark with babies. We've been pretty good at trying to do regular date nights and just getting a babysitter. And that is so nice to do and just a great way to reconnect for us. And I know you talked about like you guys eat breakfast together and then you try to eat dinner together. Like that's really sweet too. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have a lot, no shortage of family time. Um, Mm -hmm. We're together a lot, but I think the main thing that we are working on is being present during our family time. Because I think sometimes since we are all together a lot, it's easy to just think we're connecting during that time. And so I've been, you know, we've been both kind of working on making that a priority to make sure even though we're physically together, that we're actually connecting and, you know, being present because that makes a big difference too. Yeah, totally. I know that I have heard and Tyler have heard, has heard before, you know, there's people in the fitness and CrossFit space who view having kids as a handicap or even just a barrier to their goals or to their body. And maybe as like a successful, you know, CrossFit athlete and a mom to four kids, like how would you respond to something like that? Uh, I was just trying to think of what that quote is. Um, that I feel like is the perfect explanation. What was it? It is like the difference between stress and, ah, I can't think of what it was, but basically is passion. So I think, I think first off, you have to be passionate about, about fitness or, you know, or about your health. And when you have that passion, then you are able to make things work. You're able to find gaps in your schedule. You're able to create those times where you can make that a priority. But I think if you don't either, if you don't really truly know the benefits that you're going to have from, from exercise and putting your health first, then I think it's hard to make that a priority and to be passionate about that. So I think for some people, it's just, you have to put in the, you know, you have to make it a regular habit and then you will see the benefits and then it, it won't be something that you can sacrifice. You'll realize that. But I think also my answers have definitely changed over the years like earlier maybe when I just had the twins and I was a new mom I was really really wanting to compete and which sounds crazy as a new mom to twins but I just knew that was what I was supposed to do and that's what I wanted to do and so I made it happen and I had such a like no excuses mentality where now almost you know eight years later since I guess seven years my twins are, are six now so um it's been a while and I've had other kids since then. And now I feel so much more, I guess, relaxed about that approach in versus before it was, you know, no excuses. You should be able to make it happen no matter who you are. Now I'm realizing that we all have so many different life demands and different stressors and 
I think it really can be a real challenge for people to put, make their fitness a priority, but I think it's just a matter of asking yourself, what can I do? Like, wh even though maybe I won't be able to make it to the CrossFit class today, or I won't be able to get in my two hours of programming that I used to be able to do, or, or whatever it is, um, what can I do today that I can be consistent in that is going to help improve my quality of life? when it comes to my health and fitness. And maybe that is just, I'm going to set a timer and I'm going to be in my living room while my toddler is playing and I'm going to just move for 10 minutes. Yeah. And that's all I can do right now. And I am okay with that because there are so many different seasons in life. And I think we need to just be able to embrace where we're at in the moment and with what we can give. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, so I don't, you know, I, I think my perfect scenario used to look way different and now I'm just, like really focus on what habits we can maintain and what, what can we do that's more than not doing anything. I think the, the part that has remained consistent, what you talked about is that even when you had the twins, you still didn't view the two kids or the four kids as a setback as to being the healthiest you, whatever that looked like at that time, you know, like mm -hmm. you never thought that, okay, I have the twins. I can't, I can't do Michaela. I can't work on my goals, you know, like, Oh, this is it. And some people that don't have kids kind of think that like, Oh yeah, I don't want to have kids because then I, I can't be the best me. Whereas I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel that my kids make me the best me. Yeah. Like they make me prioritize my time. They make me find the joy in bugs. And you know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they make me the best me. So that was another thing too, that if you know, somebody was like, how could you have kids when, you know, you don't get time to yourself or you don't, I just feel like they bring out the best in you and in humans in general. Like, mm -hmm. awesome. <laughs> I 100% agree. I think, I think that goes for anything. Like, I mean, if you think of your most like amazing things that you've accomplished in your life or things that really, really bring you joy, usually you've had to work really hard for those things. And it's not just like something you've just been handed. And I think the same goes for kids. There's so much sacrifice that goes into being a parent. And I think when you're sacrificing for other people, you develop such a strong love for those people. I mean, the best way to love someone is to serve them. And so I think when you have kids, that's what you're doing all day long. And so I think it brings so much, like your life just becomes so much more rich for me, at least speaking from personal experience, everything just becomes that much better for me. And I think even though I have to make so much more, so many more sacrifices, I also, for that reason, don't take things for granted. My, this my time being the main, the main thing that I don't take for granted anymore. Yeah. And I it's just really value like, it. You know, people work time and time again for more money and more money and more money. But really as a parent, I feel like time is our currency. Like oh, yeah. that is the thing that is the driving force, which is, you know, more time with them and you can make all the money in the world, but man, that time with your kids is like invaluable. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. It's, it's shorter. I mean, it's short. We're still like in the thick of the you know, stage where they really need us. But with our six-year-olds, I'm just starting to see them, you know, wanting to go and play with friends and doing different things. And I'm realizing on the one hand, it's really great because I can actually, you know, clean or make a meal or do, you know, do something <laughs> that I need to do. 
But on the other hand, I'm realizing that the window where they really, really want to spend time with me and need me is, is very short. And so I really want to take advantage and, and be able to be there with them as much as I can during that time. I love that. I really love that. So, all right. So I guess in closing, something that Tyler and I are doing with all of our guests is we're just promoting, you know, self-love and loving yourself. So I want you to say one thing you love about yourself, one thing you love about Craig, and one thing individually that you love about all four of your kids. Okay. Uh, individually about each one of them? Is that what yes. you said? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Okay. So one you can start I- in any order. <laughs> One thing I love about myself would probably be just my positive attitude. I feel like I can, for the most part, whatever situation I'm in, I am really good at seeing the positive in that situation and focusing on that and then what I, what I can do to get out of that situation or improve it or whatever it is that that may be. So just positivity. And then I would say for my spouse, for Craig, his selflessness. He is one of the most selfless people that I know and is, and generous and kind of those two are sort of the same, but he is such a good example of that to me. And that's one thing I really do love about him and look up to him for. And I, I see that, you know, in all, in, in every aspect of his life with, in work, in, with our kids and with me. So that's something I really admire in him. And And then I would say for my kids, so for Mason, he's my oldest. He's 17 minutes older than Zoe. So (laughs) for Mason, um, his kind spirit, he is like one of the sweetest spirits ever. And if you know him or he knows you, um, he will always address you by name if he sees you. Um, So if someone walks into a room and he knows him, he'll say, oh, hi, Jane. You know, and just like he just makes sure people knows he always acknowledges people, and yeah. and I've found that that's pretty rare for a six year old, and he's done it forever. So I I that's just really so love great. he sees people, and yeah. and lets them know that he sees them. And then for Zoe, I would say I love her artistic spirit and how just amazing of a big sister she is to her little sister, Scotty. Um, she's, she can already draw and color better than I ever oh would have hoped for, but she's, she's my little artist and she's just, she's much more, she's an old soul and I just, yeah, she's, she's awesome. definitely, she's just, she's very unique and, and very different than I am. And I, so I'm always learning from her. And so I, I love watching her. And then (laughs) Jack is our, he is just the biggest charmer that I have ever met. And if you follow me on social media, you also know that he has a very specific sense of style and he, he's just, yeah, he will brighten anyone's day and he's just, he's a lot of fun. And then our youngest is Scotty and she is, she is, oh my, she's just a lot. She's a lot of everything. She's a lot of fun. She's a lot of intensity. She's a lot of, she's just, she's a lot of everything and just has the biggest personality ever. And she knows what she wants and she will get it. And I, I love that about her just 18 months old. I feel like she has a really strong sense of, of what she wants. And, and she is, 
She wants to be the big, she wants to be with the big kid. She's a very strong minded, strong willed little girl, which I know will be the best thing ever for her in the long run, but I'm working on how to, how to, you know, manage it right now. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, she's always making us laugh for sure. So cute. So cute. Awesome. Well, those were great answers. Oh my gosh. I now I want like, I'm sure everybody that's listening to this podcast is thinking like, Oh, what do I love about my husband? What do I love? about my husband? <laughs> Like, if you're listening, you guys send a text message to your husband and tell him. I'm sure Craig would love to hear that too, Michaela. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I guess I could tell him that. Um, so in closing, I want to know like, where can people find you and how can they connect with you? Um, do you have anything coming up or, you know, list off all your, yes, let's see here. So I am at hungry fitness on Instagram. I'm pretty active there post, you know, just everything from just day-to-day life to what my workouts are to food ideas and recipes and information and different things like that on hungry fitness. And then I also, (laughs) yeah, my kids are on there a lot too. Um, I also co-host a podcast called, um, it's at live in victory podcast on Instagram. And then we're just the live in victory podcast on Spotify or iTunes. And you can find us there with, uh, one of my former teammates, Adrian Conway, um, in the nutrition coach. So if you have an interest in that, just reach, reach out to me via email, hungryfitness at gmail.com. And also if you are interested in any workout program programming, check out brutestrength.com as I'm a coach there as well. So. Oh my gosh. And I will link all of that in the show notes <laughs> so people aren't like trying to quick jot down all that information, <laughs> but I'll just link all of that in the show notes. So that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Michaela. This was really great to talk with you about parenting and your kids and fitness and how it all incorporates. So I'm really, I'm really excited about this. So thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been so nice. Wow. That was awesome. I had such a great time talking with Michaela even before that podcast. She is so awesome and just a breath of fresh air. I would say one thing that I took away from talking with her was when she said that having kids makes your life so much more rich and for that reason, you don't take things for granted. I, oh man, this was just such a good refreshing conversation I had with her If you liked this podcast and you liked hearing from Michaela, I would encourage you to leave us a review. I would absolutely love to be able to read your review on one of our next upcoming podcasts. Additionally, if you want to like and subscribe to this podcast or share it on your social media, I'd love to be able to reshare your post and give you some love and some gratitude for listening in. It is so well appreciated. And without you guys, I wouldn't be, we, Tyler and I wouldn't be continuing to make this podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in until next time. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to Behavior Buff Podcast. Make sure to follow along on Facebook and Instagram at Behavior Change Collective.